You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to episode 103 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Uh, the draft has come and gone. Uh, day two ended today with Buffalo making all of their picks. Uh, kind of surprising to me if you, uh, a little bit. But they've restocked the pipeline. Uh, they're very deep down the middle. Surprisingly took a goalie uh, early in the second round, which I didn't necessarily agree with. Um, but all in all, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the draft. Um, and I'm joined by Kyle quick friend of the program, uh, multiple time, uh, uh, guest, um, without Cully tonight, but who cares? So <laughs> maybe a better show, not getting cut off tonight. We're good. Oh my God. Listen, like, <laughs> don't tell him I told you this. So we had Chris Peters on the other day from, uh, oh boy. uh, formerly daily face off now with flow hockey. Somebody commented on the episode. Will the guy goes? He, will the guy with the beard shut the fuck up? I'm trying to. Make <laughs> That's awesome. I wanted that. I pissed my and like before I could even like even like fully finish reading the tweet. I had oh. two other people send me the tweet. Oh my god, that's awesome! I love Johnny, but oh, he gets oh he yeah, gets he loves going. to talk. Man. He, he gets going. Talk. Just talks. Just talks. Yeah, no, I think it's surprising the Sabers made all the picks too. Um, you would think they would have, uh, again, moved for possibly a goalie for next year. But again, I think, you know, they're sticking to their plan, you know, and yeah. that's good to see, I would say, um, just with, uh, everything they've done in the past where they've reached and, you know, then it's caused more of a headache in this, uh, 12, 15 year rebuild we're in now. So, yeah. Did you happen to see, I don't know if you saw this video, um, he was interviewed uh, during the draft. Uh, Director of Amateur Scouting Jerry Ford. Horton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was asked uh, at the draft about Kevin Adams and just his ability to kind of bring the franchise back together. And like halfway into his night, he st- had to stop himself. He had a long pause, and the guy got like really, really emotional, almost in tears, because he's got Fortin's kind of been here through all of this, like this this dumpster fire, right? Like, yeah, he's seen what the organization was and what it's become. And he said, this guy has literally, like, he lets us do our jobs. You know, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's brought this entire franchise together. You know, it's like, it's almost like it's a happier environment to come work to it. Like he's completely changed the culture, which I don't think anybody really expected that to be the case when they first hired him. I know I was even, I was critical. I I, I said that they brought in Kevin Adams to be a yes man. Um, And, you know, I was wrong. And he really has brought this team together. Um, brought this franchise together from staff down to the janitor to the player, you know, whatever it might be. 
and I'm I couldn't be more happy. And this his emotion just coming out in that interview really speaks to that because like you know he's like the guy cares. He really yeah. cares, and it, he it shows in his emotion and. That's just like almost a decade of just bullshit, just finally getting resolved in that interview for him. Well, again, it goes for it goes back to who was the was it Darcy when Darcy yep. changed the scouting staff, and again, this is where it all started when Dar- Darcy changed the scouting staff to video scouting. Yeah, and you know, I, took, sorry, took boots sorry. off the field. I mean, it's just you can't watch a kid on video and be like, "Oh, this kid's good." It's just not even close. Um, you know, and again, it's good to see them really investing in the Carmanos, the analytics, the scouts, having the right people in place. I think that's what's turning things around. And then that is spreading to the team because, again, then teams start the, the players start to understand, OK, well, management is supporting the scouting staff. You know, it's just a trickle down effect. And I think Kevin's doing a really good job with that. And again, I would say when they hired him, I think everyone was kind of like, oh like uh-oh yeah you know? um, and it's you know he's doing a great job no one can you know no one can knock him on that no um i, I mean my 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 only criticism and i guess you can't really call it a criticism because i was high on him maybe maybe kevin wasn't i was yeah. really upset with, with no with the pick of the goalie early in the second um i i preferred i thought there was better options there especially lane hudson from the uh Lane, yeah, he's a really good skater. I just you watch that kid play. There was a, a clip of him on YouTube where it all, it's not him scoring a couple, a, couple years ago. Yeah, forty five seconds of him holding <laughs> onto the puck and yeah. him just weaving through traffic and just yeah. like I get it. He's five foot eight. I understand. Yeah. Defenseman, you want to be you know at bare minimum five foot ten, five foot eleven. But like the kid has just skill coming out of his ears. His hockey yeah. IQ is through the roof. I texted uh. He went to Montreal. I texted Molson about him today, and uh, he was like, oh, we're, we're pleased that he fell to them. Uh, yeah. Was he 61, I think he went? Yep. And yep. I, it's I great. thought he's it's I thought crazy he how right. much he slipped. But, again, I mean, like, you, you like, like I get, like, the, the number one thing you said in that is size. Um, and, you know, all the skill he has, like, it's, it's hard sometimes for these guys to project where he lands in that game at that mm-hmm. size because he's not – playing the guys who can skate with him right now mm-hmm. um so it's hard to say like and you know where he's going to project but his skill is unbelievable and again he the only reason he slid that much is because of the size which is kind of ridiculous this day and age but you know yeah it happens you know and that's just the way it is but yeah i agree again i mean i'm surprised you said that about the goalie because honestly like i i would say like this draft was very thin at goalie and you know, I I think our prospects right now are good. Um, but what what I read on this kid is, you know, 6'5", 230, you know, takes up that, you know, best prospect, moves well. I think there's something there. It's just a reach because no one else drafted their goalie for like. Well, I'm not I, I'm not upset about about Tobias. I, 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 yeah. I like him. I think I think there's a shot there. I think he has a high ceiling. I just think he's more of a project right now. He's not a guy that you're going to see in the national for three. Well, the question is, again, I would go back, you know, like, like we're talking at that time, like, you know, you're talking about 41, but I think last year was the year they should have taken the goalie from uh, Steve Eiserman took him, the big kid. Uh, I know who you're talking about. 
remember. You know who? Yeah, I can't think of the name, but they took him in the first, second round. That goalie that Stevie Y took last year, I think that was the guy. Yeah. Um, You know, and again, like I think, I think kind of like they kind of we're getting some, you know, cold feet. Like if we don't take a guy, like you know, what are we doing? You know, type thing. And you know, again, I think they stick to their plan. And you know, if that was their guy that they had, then you know, good. It's just like I agree with. There were a lot of skill guys around that area. Yeah, and I, I saw this today. It was it was brought to my attention on, on Hudson. Uh, a report from Hutton's en- and uh, endocrinologist indicated his bone age is delayed relative to his biological age, which means his frame still has more than a full year of additional bone growth to go. It's something that I thought I'd share with them, Hudson said. And they're like, oh, that's good. We're glad you came prepared. I think every question in the room is usually about my side. It's the obvious thing, but I'm not too worried about it either way. So this kid allegedly will grow a little bit more. So what if what if this what if this kid spouts up two you know two more five inches ten. and ends up five yeah. foot ten by this time next yeah. year? A lot of people are like, "Well, fuck! I wish I would have taken him, you know, at yeah. sixty one or sixty or sixty or fifty nine. Yeah. And yeah. for me, like, I just I just I, I was salivating at the opportunity of him falling to the second, and I'm like, Kevin Adams is known to trade up. For a player, and I still can't believe he fell that far behind yeah. Buffalo at 41. I'm just like, I'm blown yeah. away by that. Well, again, it, it's to what I said though. Like a lot of these guys, you know, scouts and all that, it, be the best player. But you know, if you're not a certain size, they're told they can't even look at certain kids that aren't a certain size. I mean, honestly, it's crazy. Um, it but you know, again, I think you're spot on with that one. Um, I think again, you know, the Sabres, you know, the one D I really wanted the Sabres to get Chicago got at 25 Renzel. Yeah. That kid is elite. Um, yeah. you know, and if he would have fell to 28, I would have been curious to see if he was, you know, there for them. Um, yep. if that was someone they were going to take because, you know, I watched him at national camp last year in Buffalo and he made the Lanka team and he was out of Minnesota high school, you know, kind of, you know, new on the scene cause COVID, you know, and you should have seen how many people were like, holy crap, who is this kid? Um, and skates well, moves the puck well, gets up in the play. You know, it's very responsible defensively, good stick, good outlet pass. It was like, you know, that's the one that I would say, like the 25 to 28 range. Like, it's like, and I think Chicago traded for that pick to get back up. If I just, I, I, I don't know what Chicago's doing, Kyle. <laughs> like, you tra- I, well, again, I mean, you got you to gotta sit here and be like, like again, I got a text last night. Being like, is King gonna stay there? And it's like, I mean, all uh, and again, I mean, there were reports this year that he was look, you know, I mean, they were looking to move him. He was, well, now it's like they trade his best friend into Branket. It's like, you know, how many times can a team trade his best friend or his best line mate yeah. and then be like, oh, great, here we go. Who do I get next? Yeah, it's just like. And Grant, he everyone, he's not done, man. He still a lot, has a lot of good years in front of him. Like mm-hmm. he's not done being a ninety-plus point player. Well, the and, question is, like, I mean, and again, like, do you think? I was asked last night, like, where do you think he ends up? And then the question, do you think he would come to Buffalo? I mean, does he fit where we need to be in the next two, three years? I mean, does he does he move the needle? Absolutely. But like, I've heard from people, yourself included that he's not maybe necessarily interested in coming to Buffalo just outside of you seen what's happened to him, you know, away from yeah. away from the game when he's come home to Buffalo, there's like yeah. the, you know, the controversy that's going to surround him. I, I, I tend to agree with the kid, you know, why would you want to put yourself in that type of spotlight in Buffalo? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
but at the same in the same in the same breath, you have to imagine, and you would know this too more than maybe anybody growing up as a Sabres fan. You're in your driveway. You're pretending that you're Mo Gilney or Lava. Well, and again, for him, it's his family's here. He's got a kid. Yeah. Like, he's going to be playing hockey. His dad's going to be around the kid. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that. And that's the reason I would say that he's um, he would look at coming here, um, you know, be close to a family. And, you know, growing up being a Sabres fan and all that, I could see him wanting to kind of end here. Um, but it, the question is, does he want to win another cup? And are we there yet? And again, you watch the playoffs. Obviously, the answer is not yet. We're we're, we're um, worlds away from where you know, Tampa you know, and Colorado. You know, and again, like I know he's interested in playing with Panarin again, so the Rangers could be in play, but they're in cap struggle. So you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But they're they're a dumpster fire right now. I mean, I, it's crazy what they're doing. Yep. Uh, producer Steve hopping on with us. Thanks, bud, for uh, joining the program. Just talking about uh, what the fuck Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks are doing, uh, telling their fans that they're rebuilding <laughs> and in the same breath trading away all their youth. Uh, uh, yeah, nothing. they're they're tearing down to the studs in a spectacular fashion. Usually, a team doesn't do it quite this quick. Um, and usually they don't do it with the younger players. You know, usually you'd imagine like you, you know, their two older, most valuable assets, and Kane and Taves would probably be the ones, say, in Sayonara. Uh, but maybe they did this to more or less force them out the door. Like, if there's literally no youth talent in the active NHL roster anymore because Debrinket's gone, Doc's gone. Uh, you're paying Seth Jones and Armin Aleg to play pretty average defense, in my opinion, right now. Like he's not terrible, but he's not. He's definitely not what, worth the money. You're paying he's, for. he's not even close to worth what you're paying for. Like he's like a, uh, you know, two years ago Jeff Skinner, where it's like this is nine million dollars worth of play. Yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean that that, that would be like the 40 chess mindset that I could think of. That like if you move. The only positive pieces you have youth-wise at the door, that makes literally anybody that's an asset. Say, I want to go. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not sticking around for this. Like, you're, you're, not just, you're not just rebuilding. You're tearing this house down and building a new one. Now, yeah. for me, too, maybe their mindset is with not trading them first is because maybe they're looking at next year's draft, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. So in my opinion, that's the better draft, the deeper draft, the more talented yeah. draft. And that's maybe where you want to try and stockpile your picks. Maybe that's what they're looking towards. And again, I don't know, man. I just, you know, you lose Hagel at this past season at the deadline. Um, you lose Brinkett, you lose Doc. Which, in my opinion, I don't understand Kirby Doc didn't have the season that you, you would have hoped for, but the guy was hurt quite a bit, um, and he's a third overall pick. I mean, you don't give up on a third overall pick that quick. I mean, yeah. look at Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett, I believe, was the third overall pick. Look how long it took him to get his motor going. He find, found a new team down in Florida, and he's thriving, absolutely thriving down there. Um, so sometimes it takes a few years to get these guys going, and – you know, again, injury kind of played into it for his season. So I don't know, man. I I, I I tend to believe that 
personally, I think Chicago deserves everything they get, in my opinion. But uh, it, it is a head scratcher for Pretty sure. crazy what they just did. I mean, yeah, 100%. Crazy. It's, I, I'm not sure if we could say that it's unprecedented, like historically throughout the league, but it's definitely unprecedented for this cap era to just take the get only rid of players of, yeah, the, Literally the only young players of any value and just toss them out the door. But to that end, I mean, at least for next year's draft, they didn't really acquire any too many picks for the next year's draft. Like they acquired a whole ton for this year. Five, six, it's seven, still- eight, nine, ten, eleven. They've got nine for next year, but I mean there are still people that can make their way out the door that could lead to a maybe lead to some more firsts and seconds. Caden Taves are the obvious ones. You know, Brett Connolly still has some value out there. Uh, Kubalik isn't half bad. Taylor yeah. Taylor Radish is a young guy who's got got an upside that has yet to be uh, fully realized. Uh, you know, maybe somebody's foolish enough to take on the Seth Jones contract. Stranger things have happened. I mean, Jake McCabe is a perfectly serviceable mid-pairing dude. Uh, I mean, obviously their goaltenders right now are not much to sniff at when right now their only side netminder is Peter Mrazek, who they checked yeah. for. Uh, <laughs> and the only other two dudes in the pipeline are Lankinen and uh, Colin Dahlia. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they could potentially translate those into more picks in next year's infinitely more deep draft. But, yeah, this is – it's truly wild. And my dad has been a Blackhawks fan his whole life. He's like, he's at a loss. He's just, who, who do I watch next year? Before before we get to uh, the recap of the Sabres, Jeff, just thoughts on Shane Wright dropping a four. Now, not that it was unheard of that it could happen. It was definitely a possibility. A lot of people actually had Logan Cooley at the top of their draft boards, which yeah. I was one of those guys too. I, I'm a huge Logan Cooley guy. I think Arizona made out like, Bandits this draft, getting both him and Cutter, um, two kids that really carried that U.S. development program the past couple of years. Um, great draft by, by by Arizona, and surprisingly enough, Logan even said after going third, like this is where I actually wanted to go. Like, yeah. I don't know, I, well, I, 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 in a college arena. <laughs> yeah, I think again with the Shane Wright thing, like, and someone said that like he was quoted, and this is before the draft that he earned the right to go number one. Um, you know, obviously it sounds like, I'm not going to say it, but it sounds like, like he's got like that Jack Eichel mindset, which isn't going to build a locker room. So I bet that was found out and people started digging and probably found some things they didn't like. Possibly, Um, yeah. And again, like, you know, because you see these kids come up and, you know, I was talking to someone about it. My boss from St. Louis called today. And he's like, you know, what's going on? Like, why are there so many Euros being taken? You know, what, like, what in the first round? Like, I think, what do you say, 17? Um, I'm not sure if that is, that's, I don't know if that's the right number, but said 17. And I, again, me thinking about it, to be honest with you, coaching these age groups over the last five years, the mindset and the entitlement factor of these kids is a big factor. Um, and you know, like, I feel like these euros, they put their nose to the stone and they grind. I mean, you know, there's no, I mean, it's tough life over there. It's not, it's not like we have it here. And I think that's a big factor in 
what we're going to see in the next, I would get, I would say the next couple years of the draft, not just this year, because the entitlement of these age groups coming through from North America is not good um, with the social media and everyone pumping their tires that they're the best thing. And it's not good because these kids like are not working hard when you have a fall off, I would say. And, and again, it's not like Wright had a bad year, but when you have a fall off, something tells me you didn't put the work in in the summer to maintain what you were. And that's another red flag. So what, what is it, you know? And again, like if you have the mindset, Oh, I already earned number one and that's your mindset. Well, are you going to work hard in the NHL? Like, I don't know. Well, did you see, uh, hold on. I, I forget who was it. I believe the, the lightning took him. Um, he was wearing the, the, kid the best dress kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love the comments he made, but I don't know if you saw. Did you see Yager's comments? Uh, no, no. Hold on, I got to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> or I'm the best looking or something? I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. the best looking guy in this dress, so I thought I'd be the best dressed. Was, yes, was, yes. I did and uh, Yager, Yager in response was like, oh, man, if this kid came up in the 90s, someone would rearrange your face. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta find it here. Hold on. Yeah. It was fantastic. Oh. It was absolutely fantastic. He's like if you if you were in the league in 1990, your you know we you, your face would get rearranged pretty much. What Yager commented on the Instagram. Well, like that's what that. But again, it goes like that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's an entitlement. It's, it's entitlement. Week. It really is. Like, I mean, I I don't want to attribute it to certain like programs around the country, um, in development of youth. But, like, you can go certain places, and these kids are told they're the best thing from 10 years old on. Mm-hmm. And their parents are telling them they're great. Their coaches don't even tell them boo. The organizations are letting them play for free. I mean, like, it's crazy what is going on in youth hockey. And that is translating to what we saw, I would say, yesterday with the draft overall. Yeah, yeah I think it's fair to say that the – kids that are coming up in the draft these days are just simply growing up in a whole different world. Like, you know, kids drafted in the nineties, they didn't, they weren't able to put their highlights up on TikTok and Instagram and have tens of thousands of people go, yo, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Their whole teenage life. Like they weren't told yeah. their entire yeah. childhood. Bring it. You're the, you're the biggest fucking thing since sliced bread. Like these were yeah. just, these are just kids that grew up with a love for the game. And it's just like, this is the only thing I want to do. So I'm just going to do it as hard as I possibly can. Where like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's tough to say, but like, yeah. Well, again, just the way that Shane Wright, like looked at the Montreal Canadiens table, like, like, dude, there. like, again, like, I, I mean, like the NHL has been a lot around a lot longer than <laughs> you've been around. So like, you know, you're not the first kid to drop. Like, I understand you have that chip on your shoulder, but, like, it's a little bizarre the way that went down. Like, just, I mean, it's really, honestly, it's just, I don't know. I I, I have a I have a Jack Eichel uh, feeling with that kid. Yager's comment there at the bottom. Uh, I think I'm the best-looking guy here, so I decided to be the best. <laughs> the guy looked phenomenal. I, lo- I, lo- I, lo- I love this get-up. But Yager goes – Hockey has changed. The kid is lucky. It's not 1990. Big guys would change his face. <laughs> it's yeah. never change, Yager. Please just never, ever, ever change. That's yeah, hilarious. I think, I think Claude Lemieux would have had fun with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, best dressed, huh, man? That's pretty cute. Yeah, I was I mean, rocking. A, I was rocking a turtleneck be, like when you, when you were just a thought in your dad's brain. <laughs> oh man, I mean, even now, uh, Shane Wright still isn't even. I would make the argument that Shane Wright still isn't even the best prospect on his new team. Like Matty Beniers, Jesus fucking Christ, that kid's a stud and a half. We all just saw the year that he had in Michigan. It's like, so like, I hope in his development, there's something where he is humbled and like, he gets onto a team where they don't think he's the best thing since sliced bread. And maybe he has to play on the second line instead of the first line. Maybe hopefully a coach makes him fucking earn it. Maybe a coach feels the same way you do that. Just like, yeah, you're fourth overall. That's great and all, but like, Every other guy on this squad has earned their fucking spot. You're going to do the same thing. You're not special just because you went on the stage in Montreal. But, I mean, if it were me personally, I'd, I'd rather live in Seattle than Montreal. I also don't want to learn French. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I just – I think um, I'll like it there. I, I'd like Seattle, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, again, entitled, but now, you know, hopefully he does play with a chip on the shoulder and – you know, he transla- tra- translates that into success. Yeah, translates that into success. Speak English, man. One, uh, uh, one thing before we hop on, the one of the Buffalo kids got drafted, Joey Maldowney, fifth round to the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, uh, I, played, heard, I heard Played that. for Nichols. Uh, played five years at the Regals, 16U for the Sabres and Nichols this year. Again, the kid, I, I'll tell you guys, like, talk about a kid who's earned it. Um, was never on the best team, was always undersized, works out like a madman. I mean, rips the puck. I think he had 50 50 plus talks this year. You know, decided to stay at Nichols, get his diploma this year instead of going to the USHL. You know, slow his development time, handle the puck, develop the right way, and gets drafted and rewarded. I mean, talk about like a really good Buffalo story, like, that kid has earned that and it's you know it's amazing to see you know those are the those are the kids you want in hockey like he's someone that's gonna you know do well because he just does it the right way and you know again coming out of that regals program especially since you've kind of taken things over you guys have produced quite a few uh you know future nhl hockey players um you know uh ritz cohen you know there's a lot of high hopes for both both of them yeah um, and you've mentioned them to uh, others too before uh, yeah. on the show. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then we had Jack Hughes. I mean, not one of your kids. We had Jack Hughes yeah. on the podcast this past week. Went uh, to where did he? L.A. He, uh, he went to L.A. L.A. 51st, yeah. Yep, yeah. and uh, couldn't be happier for me. He's, got, he's a good spot up there. And, you know, not a bad yeah. idea. Not a bad living in L.A., you know. Like, good for him. No. But he's going to play this year at Northeastern and, you know, Hopefully, try and get them back in the conversation, playing the bean pop. Hopefully, have a good year there. But uh, to get in right into the Sabres draft, um, Matthew Savoy was a kid that was on a lot of people's boards for the Sabres to go at nine. And I, I when I watched, when I watched a little bit more of him uh, going into day one, uh, kind of like doing my homework a little bit, he reminds me a lot of Danny Breer. He, he compared himself to Braden Point. He thinks he plays that type of style of hockey. But before his time, you know, Braden Point was Danny Breer. And that's those are the vibes I got from watching him. Just his intensity, his his vision, that finishing ability, the shot, the way he, you know, the way he skates screams Danny Breer. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, like, again, he jumped to the USHL last year when Canada had the COVID lockdown, played for Dubuque, and just lit it up. Um, yeah. And, again, I you know, he obviously had a good year in the dub this year as well. But, you know, again, for a kid as an 04 to put up those numbers last year in the USHL, I mean, it's pretty outstanding. Um, and yeah. he is – I mean, again, gets to the tough areas, does the right things. I mean, plays just the right way. And, again, really good player. I, I'm very happy with that pick. That, that was a really good pick from the Sabres. Yep. Looking looking here at his uh, elite prospects page this past year with the Winnipeg Ice, 90 yep. points in 65 90. games. Again, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, first year with Winnipeg – or second year with Winnipeg. Played yep. 22 games uh, the year before. But – like you said, in the USHL, as an 04, 38 points in 34 games. Good playoff performer, too, this this year with uh, with Winnipeg as well, 12 points in 10 games. Um, but, again, man, just like I, I love that they went center for the first three picks. Again, I was upset, again, as I mentioned before, with that with that, uh, the, the, the goalie pick to start the second round. Maybe some people aren't. And some people seem to think that that might signify that Portillo won't sign I tend to disagree because he is going to be here this week for develop uh, development camp and the uh, prospects tournament. So I don't think that's a foregone. What? Uh, again, like the thing with like people saying that, like he is a, probably one of the best opportunities to make it here. Like, why would you not yeah. sign him? Like exactly. they're going to give him every opportunity to make yeah. it here. So again, people are, you know, it's just, you know, it's because of the Cal Peterson thing. Let's they're still jaded by it. They're still jaded by it. And, and, yeah. and, and Jimmy VZ as well, you know, like yeah. people seem to think that, you know, they're good. He's going to really uh, swindle Buffalo, make us sit here and, 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 and wait and wait and wait up until, you know, his, uh, the three-year eligibility runs out, and then he's going to go into free agency and do what he wants, just like VZ, just like Peterson did when they yeah. signed elsewhere. Um, kind of funny. I know Cal Peterson had some shiny moments in LA too, but he hasn't shown that he's been the clear-cut starter in LA. No. And we no. all know the, the story of Jimmy VZ. That guy, no, no, he was never going. No. Yeah. So, I again, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not really convinced that. Um, that means Portillo's leaving. I, I was texting Eric last week and where he's supposed to come on the show soon. <laughs> like I, I have, find a hard time to believe that a kid is going to agree to come into a Buffalo Sabres podcast. And when he plans on dipping out. Yeah. I mean, ultimately with the goalie pick, I, from what I've heard, like retro, like after the fact, it sounded like Buffalo, no matter what, wanted to pick up one person. And I, I, obviously this kid, he's 17 years old. He, his deadline to sign in ELC is not until 2026. So this kid's going to be 21 when he finally needs to make a decision. So if in four years he fucking sucks, you don't sign him. But ultimately, like, if you want, if your goal was to pick one goalie and you just made three truly solid picks in the first round, like, I don't think anyone's complaining about any of the choices we made on 9, 16, or 28. I, you know, would I have preferred they take one of those right-handed defensemen that was right there? I would obviously prefer that. Runs up. If this if this is the goal that they had, that they wanted to pick up the best, pick up a goalie, the best goalie is still right there. You just made three solid picks. Uh, you here through the. I mean, Seattle picked up a goaltender not too long down the road from there, like maybe like five, ten picks after that. Yeah, uh, that's so, yeah, yeah. You know, if you can get the best kid on the board, even though it is like a relatively weak goalie draft. And that's like something you ultimately want to target. Grab this six foot six monster who's seventeen years old. Give him a couple of years over in Finland, I believe, and 
see what happens. Like, again, like we're not going to get a whiff of this kid in Western New York until he's 21. And at least like goalies take forever. Like that's what they kept saying. Like Omar took six years. Uh, Ryan Miller took like five or six years. Like people who play the game at an elite level, like it takes a long time. So like, this is this is chili you're sticking in the slow cooker. This does not affect UPL. This does not affect Portillo. This does not affect Levi. This doesn't affect anything happening for the next like three four years. Yeah. So like yeah, I would have I would have liked one of those nice RD picks that were still readily available. That would have been nice. But ultimately we, you know, you, you can't say what it could have should have. The pick is what it is. And ultimately, if you're gonna pick up the goal, you might as well get the best fucking one. And that's yeah. exactly what they did. I agree with that. Yeah. You can't be that mad about it. Going, go, no. going back to Savoy, like I said, we'll try and rip through this quick, but I definitely do want to bring a couple of highlights up here. Uh, just to, to kind of go back to what we were saying, you know, just the skill, you know, the season he had in the USHL this past year in the WHL with Winnipeg. This, this, kid, this kid's ceiling is sky high, and I think, you know, Kevin Adams really, in, in terms of going heavy down the middle, one of the other points they made to uh, – after you know, after the draft was, they wanted to find guys that were very hard to play against, and you know, according to all the scouts, including uh, including uh, uh, Kev Adams said that uh, people like people are gonna hate hate playing against uh, these guys. They're gonna be a pain in the ass, and you know, very a lot of versatility. All three of these first uh, first round picks. They all can play center or on the wing, and they all have played center on the wing, which is a, a great thing to have, that type of versatility. You see, yeah. see it here with Reinhardt playing, you know, that last year here. He played almost the entire season at center and had a, his best year with Buffalo playing at center. With so, basically no Jack Eichel. For yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Just so, him. obviously, here we go. This is about to select from Winnipeg in the Western Hockey League, Matthew Savoy. My brother Bill looks great in a suit. Yeah. And he follows his brother Carter to the NHL. Carter, of course, drafted with the fourth round pick by Edmonton a couple of years ago. Now, we had a shoulder injury in the WHL playoffs, but the one word I keep hearing whenever I've read anything about this guy, Matthew Savoy, is dynamic. Is that fair? He just coughs. When he's out of the accident, JB, you and I were uh, at the CHL Top Prospects game, and every time he was out there, I love it that the Sabres fan being like. Being profiled at the bottom is wearing the completely wrong jersey. It's fine, don't worry. He passes it. He's wearing the right colors. He's not wearing a slug. Definitely could have been the slug. Oh, yeah, this guy can really shoot the puck as well. They're getting an array of forwards of Buffalo now. Tage Thompson, Jack Quinn. They really, apparently they're not going to show any highlights. We're just going to watch him walk up the stand. Yeah, no, I don't think this is a highlight clip. No, but we'll bring one up here real quick. I mean, you, I, missed uh, the, you missed the best part. He was about to show us the underlining of his Tigers. Oh, the Tiger. The, yeah, the Tiger. The tigers he's fucking up. glorious. Yeah. What a fucking beauty. What a great kid. I think there's something wrong with Phil. Real quick. I, again, uh-huh. I just mean to sound unprofessional here, but I definitely, definitely wanted to bring up a few of his highlights here. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. There were a lot of stuff that really did stand out. Um, once we get through Who's the uh, who's yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get another one. I see what's going on here. <laughs> it's a really good ad. People, people are yes. popping right now. Like, what am I watching? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, we're just watching Plant. Yeah, we're swatted down there by the Fighting Saints. And we'll dump it in from there as they get a line change. 117 to play 
In his first period, a steal by Savoy. He's in, he scores! Oh my! Matt Savoy with a wonderful move as he strips, steals a defender. Oh, Singleton trying to hold it in, but it will come out to the neutral zone. And up the ice, here comes Savoy trying to get behind the defense. It slipped away. He finds it, and he buries it. Matt Savoy scores, and Alberta Yellow is on the board. Nice goal by Matt Savoy. The guy can uh, force take advantage Holy of a little bit of a turnover there. In the neutral 35 points oh. and gets his first goal this season. And now here comes Savoy with speed. Right circle charges in for him. Scores! What a beauty! That didn't take long! Uh. That doesn't happen here today, are the Fighting Saints. Are off to a good start. Here comes Kurt Brusser with Savoy. Find Savoy. Right circle walking and shooting! Scores! The last one I watched here. Starting to get the vibe he likes to beat you in close. Yeah. He really likes just riding up that right side. He can just find that hole. Kick, kick and thread the needle. Hmm. Uh, that was a little. Oh, that was a little backhand beauty. A little decorama through the legs. A little, a little talk there. Yeah. Watching, watching those highlights. Uh, a couple things. Kick and forecheck. The kid is not afraid to get involved in the forecheck and uh, cause turnovers, obviously, with the first two clips you saw there. He plays very well in small spaces, and his speed is elite. Yeah, uh, speed's becoming the name of the game in the modern league, and, uh, you know, there were a couple grips, but he's so small, he's 5'9". Whatever, you can be 5'9 and still put on some mass, and as long as you got the speed, it doesn't matter if you're 5'9". No one's catching you. you know? yeah. People catching Connor McDavid? No. That's why they're hooking them. That's why they're getting yeah. a call. Yeah. That's why they're going to score on you on the power play. You lose. Like, it doesn't matter. Again, I, with forwards, it's really, you know, it doesn't matter the size. I mean, as long as he's good with the tough areas. And that's, again, Tampa's forwards. I mean, they're yeah. small. You yeah, know, again, they have some big boys for playoff hockey. But, you know, I, I again, like, I think Buffalo's, you know, in the next two, three years, we're going to see Buffalo change their top six. And they're going to find some big boys for those third, fourth lines to play playoff hockey. And that's that's when it will get exciting. You know, you'll see these kids come through, um, you know. But once they find those big boys to complement these kids, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I do kind of hope they hang on to Brett Murray for that. Yeah. If they just got to keep him in Rochester for a few more years. A couple to years to develop. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think it could be a perfectly serviceable fourth-line guy like in Rochester, he finds a way to stick his big fat ass in the middle of the crease, and no goalie in the world is seen around that tower. Mm, like, yeah. if somebody else can do the work on the wall to put it towards the net, he can tip it in. He can make it happen. Yeah. Big now, for, uh, second pick at 16 for Buffalo was Noah Oslin. Uh, another center out of the, the Swede, out of, I believe he played. He played in the, no, he played in the SHL uh, in 2022. 11 games, no points, but he played on his junior team in Sweden. 42 points in 32 games. Uh, had a great year. Um, smaller Again, not a smaller kid, but extremely fast, extremely dynamic. And one of the big things about him that people rave on is his vision, work ethic, and his playmaking ability. 
So again, you know, that kind of reminds me a little bit when you, when you, when you when the way they've talked about him kind of makes you think a little bit of Sam Reinhart. Sam Reinhart was a, a very good playmaker, even though he played on the wing for most of his time in Buffalo. Um, just your guys' thoughts on Osland, and while you do that, I'll bring up a extremely funny picture I'm sure we all saw uh, from his draft day yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that Buffalo has a love affair with Swedish players, and honestly, so far, for the most part, they've been paying off. You know, I mean, no one's going to – no one's going to say a bad word about Rasmus Dahlin in this house. We don't do it here. Rasmus Asplund. You know, I, I thought it was fun we were collecting all the Rasmai. It's fun. I mean, Uka Pekalukunen, I believe he's another fun Swede. You know, we've got plenty We got plenty in the pipeline. But, yeah, I mean, this kid can just make absurd passes. Like, I'm not sure if it's quite at that Peyton Krebs level of just, like, finding lanes that most people just don't know exist. I, I haven't quite watched enough tape on this guy. But if it gets anywhere close to that point, we got Krebs on one top six line and him on the other, setting setting up snipers like uh, that that fourth round guy that I'm sure we'll get to later. Uh, another sniper named Victor. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think you know watching him play for Sweden and his playmaking ability, like in tight areas, is really good. Um, I think you know, like getting him, you know, just he's got time. You know, again, they're not going to rush them. You're going to see the development model they've had, you know, and thicken them up a little bit. And, again, I mean, he he's going to – Again, he's, thanks. He's going to have a couple of years to develop to thicken out, you know, and, again, that's going to be his biggest thing over the next couple of years. And, you know, the skill and IQ is there, and that's really what you're looking for. Um, you know, and he has that cerebral mind to make plays, which – is important um, at the next level, and he's going to be a very good player for them for a long time. So I couldn't agree more. And like it said, like that that was just the one staple, and every single critique of him um, was unbelievable playmaker, possibly one of the better ones in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. And clearly, he takes a great picture as well. So I, uh, you know, real quick too. Again, I'm just gonna, I'm really just gonna highlight the top three picks in terms of highlights here. But, um, we'll be here all night if we're going through all. Yeah, we're not going to do that. No, absolutely not. Um, but I'm uh, again, I'm I'm excited. Um, loosen of soft hands vision of Noah Osland here. We'll bring this up real quick. Um, but ex- I'm excited. Like I said, I've I've one of the things coming into this draft was they needed to get better down the middle. I think they achieved that. Um, and they just re- really restocked the pipeline for probably the next three to four years. I mean, when you have that many kind of picks, I definitely didn't expect Kevin Adams to make all of them. The 2022 NHL draft guide. To possibly move up into the first round, or maybe, maybe in the second round, maybe, you know, maybe try and get four picks in the first round with the amount of stock you had in, in the second and third. Maybe, you know, I thought maybe a guy, Casey Middlestat might've been on the block because especially if you were going to go heavy down the middle, like Casey might be the he still could, Yeah, but he yeah. still could be moved. You know? Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, and I just, you know, you, you expect Jack Quinn and possibly J.J. Paterka to be up at the big club next year. So yeah. they really need to restock Rochester. And, you know, they, I think they did a good job of that. Uh, a very good job of that in this draft. So uh, real quick here, we'll bring his, uh, you know, a couple of one of his player profiles up. Uh, Couldn't be more excited with. Uh, it is over 1,200 pages jam packed with insight. 
Dynamic with the puck, just you know, so good. Some weave through traffic. Yeah, just he's not afraid to go into those tough areas at all. Um, again, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that he's, he's got his skill make. You know, he's got skill. He's got playmaking ability. He can make plays on his own. I don't like the Michigan attempt. Um, but you know, yeah, we had a kid. We had, we had a kid uh, a couple weeks ago try the uh, Michigan on me in a I game. Hate it. We, we, were, we, we were getting blown out, man. Like, we were playing a bunch of against a bunch of like kids fresh out of college, 19, 20 years old. We're a bunch of old men, dude. We're just there to have a good time. We're getting blown out by like eight in the third period. And the kid tries the Michigan and he skates by me after he fails. It's like, you try that again, man. I'm gonna knock your head off your shoulder. Like that's absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> the disrespect. Like, just stop. Hey, you can see here, man. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit lacking in size, but the kid just like his passing ability is just next level. Yeah, his playmaking, like that play off the wall right there. I mean, it's ridiculous. This line was unbelievable. I'm pretty sure he's 11, correct? Sweden? Yes. And here's the thing. This is the kind of highlights I like. You're not showing that's where he's just scoring goals. You're showing, you know, how he plays away from the puck. His, his ability to distribute the puck. Him, him leaving the zone, like right here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Jesus. That could have been dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Right you, you can't wait for a pass like that to come to you, but that's no. that's no, that's no fault of Austin's, of course. Your pass is only as good as the person who receives it sometimes. Just he's very quick and shifty in those tight areas. That's why the size isn't going to affect him. I don't, you know, I don't see size effects because in those tight areas, his feet are always moving, getting moving. Great space for himself with the feet. Strong on the roster with all these uh, fast, high skill, high IQ players. Like, yeah, people will eventually be able to predict how he's going to behave. You know, you know, create those lanes that just wouldn't exist to that. Yeah, with, with his size too, and again, a lot of these clips you're playing on the Olympic size rings, but like he uses his size to his advantage, even for such a small frame, and he's so strong on the puck. Grant, we're not seeing him score goals here, but just like look. Yeah, I mean that's not not everyone's job is to score goals. But if, that, no. if he's gonna, but if he's gonna feed like Jeff Skinner or Tage Thompson with a pass like that, or Tage Thompson just Skinner to tight, we're just gonna rip yeah. it. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah, but again, just I love everything we're seeing out of Oslin there. Um, again, strong on the puck, very shifty, and like you said, Kyle, his size is not going to affect him even at the NHL level. Like no. his IQ 
his ability to find space, work in small areas, and use his size to his advantage. You know, the elusiveness when he weaves through traffic. It's just it's it was fun to watch. Uh those yep. couple minutes there. So um next uh next pick was Yuri Kulik. Um yep. a guy who I like I liked his interview. Um, when they asked him about like you know his preparation, in the NHL next year. he's like, "I'm going right to the NHL." He's like, yeah. "Those were his plans. I'm going to the NHL." <laughs> yeah. He's like, and I think it was Paul Hamilton might have said something to him. He's like, "Well, you know, what if you don't?" And he's like, "I got no plans. I plan on being in the NHL next year." I mean, likelihood of that yeah. happening, maybe not so much, but you gotta love the confidence, right? I mean, if he 100%. wants to come to Rochester at the age 18, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But uh, played for Chechnya this past season, and um, in let's see here, I mean, he played fuck man, all the different teams he played for between international and junior, uh, with uh, Energy Karlavi Vari in uh, for Chechnya, <laughs> his team name, uh, fourteen points in forty nine games. But people, I, I said this too while we were covering the draft. It's like I understand that sometimes these numbers aren't eye-popping but you also have to realize they're playing in a men's league over there a lot of the time like the, men. yeah men. they're playing men like it's it, like like in the shl with some of these swedes like they're not playing with kids their own age all the time they're playing with men uh and yep. um yeah. i don't know I, now, I, again i think his you know his work ethic they can I think his work ethic are a big thing. You know, again, if he wants to be somewhere, it looks like, you know, he's got the drive. When he went to U18, he put up nine points in 11 games. I mean, the kid, he, he, you know, what you said, I mean, people see all oh, 14 points. It's not a big deal. But, like, there's a difference playing in the OHL and playing 16-year-olds and playing 25, 26, 30-year-old men. Like, big difference, yep. too. And when you're putting up any numbers and, you know, you're showing that you can – I would say maintain an injury-free year against men too is very important too, because um, those are yep. things that you know again project down the line like injuries, you know, and that stuff's going to affect where kids land and all that. So you know, again, I think it's a really good pick. I think you know, again, you know, a couple of years, you know, third line skill guy for us, very good. Hundred percent agree. And out of his entire team, I'm looking. I'm looking at uh, that team he played on. He's the only player that's been drafted by an NHL an NHL team, only one. So, yeah. um, obviously, he stood out among up above a lot of other people, uh, other players. And again, he's not just playing with 17, 18 year old, nineteen year old kids there. They're, these guys have been, in, you know, have been playing at the pro level uh, to a certain degree over there for quite some time. And um, just to bring up again, this is the last time we'll uh, maybe we'll do it with the goalie here a little bit too, but. Uh, Real quick, bring up Yuri Kulik's kind of player profile here. Um, and like I said, I don't want to spend too much time doing this, but uh, I mean, when I was watching the tape the other day, like what I saw, what I saw out of this kid, he when it came to the puck, he looked like a shark who just smelled blood in the water. This kid is relentless. Yeah, he does not stop. I love the way he celebrates too. The kid knows how to celebrate. It's just ridiculous. He just he just does not stop. Look at that. Out by the guy. That's my puck. That belongs to me. Let's see. 
doesn't give up on the like to me he strikes me as like an incredibly I'm I'm liking these defensive zone highlights because you show the compete the battle down low yep. at the center you know that's what wins right there yep. yeah know? that's what I'm saying like, he's playing the right way and he goes yeah I mean I think this kid's game is more 200 foot than just purely offensive but I mean again like he just seems like a more like ruthless vicious athlete like he's just not yeah. gonna come up on it he's gonna grind it out but he's gonna grind it out with such a skill set that like he's gonna win the battle he doesn't need to be the biggest strongest toughest dude to be an effective an effective wall battling forward checking or back checking guy it's, but this, these are the types of plays that are what got him drafted, right? Like, this is yeah. his ability to play in his own end, be responsible. And, like, you look at the size of these players out here, none of them are very, very like, small, like we saw with Austin. These guys are men out here. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. of the first-round picks, this kid's the biggest one. He's 5'11". Yep. He's not a huge dude. But, I mean, yeah, Rasmus Asplund, yeah, he went he went in the second round. At quick second round. So, like, you know, Kids that play that style of game, that all 200 foot game, responsible hockey. Those kids that kind of put it all on the line to win the You need to prioritize it. Like, I want to see. Like, if this kid wants to be confident enough to say, I'm just playing in the NHL next year, like, if he proves himself at prospect camp and he really wants to uproot his life and come to Rochester, I say, give him a fucking spot. Buy the kid a plane ticket. Let's go. Yeah. And especially, I believe he's Czech, but a lot of these Russian players, a lot of teams were hesitant to uh, to pick Russians yeah. because of kind of like the political uh, climate in the in the world right now. And yeah. obviously, we've seen what's what happened uh, most recently. Uh, that what that illegal the illegal ID thing that um. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sorokin uh, was uh, in, allegedly might have been involved. Was it Sorokin? Who was it involved? Kaprizov, uh, the kid from Minnesota. Kaprizov, yeah. Kaprizov, yeah. Kirill the Thrill was allegedly involved with like distributing like illegal IDs or something. Uh, you know, probably to bypass that whole military. Uh, what was the the the, the, service, the yeah. military service that you have in Russia? Yeah. Uh, just it's just a different dude. Like that whole like. The whole Russian culture, man, I, how, the way everything's run over there, it's just I would never, ever want to live over there, man. So I feel like you're just walking on glass everywhere you go. Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll cut this short here. But, again, obviously you're not going to see a lot of, you know, scoring highlights from Yuri. But, again, that's not why they picked him. They saw, like as you mentioned there in the beginning, Kyle, his ability in his own end, his defensive play, his defensive prowess. He's a good 200-foot player. Um and it's just been, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's, a, a, like Kevin said, a, a pain in the ass to play against. Yeah. So one of the last uh, players will profile specifically because, Kyle, I know you got to get out of here in about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I actually, I got, a, I got an early golf game myself uh, in Batavia at Terry oh, Hill. Oh, no, oh, yeah. five five forty eight tea time. I didn't even realize they started that early. Is the but, sun up? Huh? Is the sun up at that time? I don't even know. 
<laughs> I don't even know. I don't like it's close. That's close. It's up yeah, it's close, man. Yeah, so. like right around there. I mean, on the first hole, you you know, you I don't know if you're seeing the goddamn ball. You might, you might want to bring a flashlight, but yeah, seriously. Like <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I when I booked at 548. I was like, I didn't think they booked them that early in the summer. You, you got a uh, you got a headlamp, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, use a bright <laughs> ball, right? Are you going like, ball? Like uh, here, pull out pull out the eye pull out the iPhone and uh, the iPhone flashlight, get eyes on the ball. But uh, early in the uh, their early pick uh, at 41, Buffalo takes Tobias Lyonen, uh, goaltender out of the Liga, uh, projected the best goalie in the draft, top goaltender in Europe. Um, again, I don't hate the goaltender. I just didn't like where they took him. And I get it. You know, people are going to call it a reach, like you said, Kyle, because nobody else was taking goalies up until that point. Um, but again, I mean, he's young, um, playing over finished league, and that's a great league over uh, in Liga. Uh, he didn't have eye poppy numbers to me below 900 save percentage, uh, this season. Um, well, I mean, actually, no, and with 21 games in his junior team, his U20 team, he had a 916 save percentage. So, I mean, he, he, he you know, he posted a nine and 10 record there. Uh, I mean, again, we weren't watching, we don't know how good his team was, but his, his numbers. The past two years, you know, they're all over the place, man. You have, you know, in a couple games here, he's posting a 502, and then he's posting a 228 goals against, and then a 315, then a 261, then a 251. It's kind of all over the place. So that's why I kind of said he seems more of like a project to me. The kid dude has a high ceiling, six foot five, great athletic ability, but he's going to need a lot of work to get to where they would, where they project. Yeah. And again, goalies do take a longer time. And that's why I say I don't understand why people think that this kid screams Portillo is leaving. No, because I don't see him being ready to, for the NHL level for at least three to four years, if that. You know what I mean? Or maybe even more. It's like Steve said, by the time his uh, – I If anyone – I think if anyone it's affecting, I think it's UPL. And yeah. they're, like, concerned with 100%. his injuries. I think that's who this pick is kind of backfilling, to be honest with you, because Portillo and Levi are obviously, you know, those are the new up and comers and UPL has been around, but the injury bug has gotten them quite a bit. And I think this pick is kind of, if he doesn't have, you know, a year that's convincing and injury free, this is, you know, okay, now you got a couple of guys, maybe we go after an older guy next year and see, you know, I mean, again, I think this pick affects UPL more than anyone, not, not Portillo or Levi. I think, you know, they're concerned with the injuries, seeing how the backfill it, you know, you got Levi and Portillo, Phil and Rochester probably next year. And then, you know, UPL is up or he's gone, you know? So again, and then those two guys, you know, will fill up in a couple of years into the NHL if they get there and this guy will be there. I mean, it's such a long path for goalies and UPL has been on the track for probably, was it five years now in the AA? I, like is, I think it's about three, three four. four, but still before he even touched the AHL, the kid already had double hip surgery. Yeah, He's he's, he's yet to really play an entire season. And when he has played, like, I, I, I understand Rochester was an absolute shit show defensively this past season. So you can't really put anything on the goaltender, but he's not, it's not like he's posting uh, like jaw dropping numbers. You know what I mean? No. Like, you know, he played well in junior 
to get himself to to, to, to being drafted by Buffalo. But he's just he's there's zero consistency there from UPL, and this the injuries are what to me stick out the most. Yeah, that's. But again, I think this kid's that kind of like next prospect up for UPL Phil, like because. If it doesn't go well, that's what we're going to be talking about in the next, you know, three, four years. Because um, Levi and Portillo already have the, I would say, clout per se with Buffalo fans, and this kid's going to be that next fill of, if those guys don't pan out, here's your next guy. Um, so, again, I don't mind the pick, I think, you know, but it's obviously a long uh, path. But I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good pick, to be honest with you. With You know, you're going to take the best goalie in the draft, take him. You know, see what happens. What's know? driving me nuts right now is I'm trying to find anything from this. There's not much. <laughs> You're, You're not going to find it. You're not going to find it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, the, yeah. like, the best stuff I can find is from two years ago, so I'll bring it up. Mm. But, like, we're talking two years ago. You know, yeah. I, I mean, what, what does that tell you? Like, I, again, I, again, I love the size of the frame. The kid has athletic ability. But as I stated in the beginning, I was more of a guy. I, I was more – with Lane Hudson still sitting on the board at 41, I was just like, how do you pass up on an opportunity? Even at five foot eight, like a kid that would make your power play so much more dynamic. It would be like almost having a fourth forward out there. Yeah. So I, uh, for me, that was, that was the biggest, uh, the kind of the bummer for me. I'm going to see, see if I can find anything relatively yeah. recent. Uh, for Tobias. Well, again, but, you, you know, and I'm, I'm going to have yeah. to drop off here in a couple minutes, but, you know, you're talking about Lane Hudson, and then, you know, you, you read the write-up on the lingering kid. Yeah. Um, you know, again, like some people had him as the best skater in the draft. Um, so, like, I get what you're saying on the Lane Hudson one, but, again, skating is everything for a D, and if this lingering kid is the best skater in the draft, then we got oh, something. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with the lingering pick. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really a good pick. pick. I really, again, for them not picking D and taking him, it's like, okay, we're good. You know, good pick. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, that's following that's up. Saying, uh, following up after the that pick would be uh, Victor Nuchev. Uh, oh, yeah. I actually, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Steve uh, try and pronounce that. Third round, 74th overall. Uh, out of Russia, 18-year-old standing. It's, it's the biggest player they've taken at this point outside of uh, Tapias, who is six foot five goaltender at six foot two left winger, um, That's playing sad. out of Russia in the MHL last season, 40 goals and 67 points um, with Avto Yekaterinburg. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's definitely not right, but I'm not going to try. Avto Yekaterinburg. Yeah, there you go. You're better. Yeah, he's a Victor Nuchev. Agreed. Kid's a fucking sniper. Yeah. Some of his highlights, you know, the kid has a major league shot, Kyle. Yeah. Again, scoring 40 goals in any league is impressive. Like, you know, and again. You could knock the red off a clown's nose. It's it's rough. It's crazy. And he's shown shown consistency, too, uh, going back to – 2019 with uh, his U16 Russian team, uh, 29 points in 34 games, 35 points the following season in 34 games. And then, you know, he had a down year, if that's you want to call it, his first year in the M, uh, 29 points in 43 games. And then, again, he really broke out this season at 18, 67 points in 61 games. Um, again, a kid that, again, might be a little bit, uh, you know, a few years down the road, let him develop. 
But again, I love that pick, especially again with the culture and the climate with what's going on with Russian Russian players right now. Maybe he fell there for a reason. You know, maybe teams were a little hesitant to take take him. But you know, I, I'm I, I'm excited for that pick. I think that in terms of after after our first two, um, I think he's one of the more exciting ones to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. And again, pure goal, pure goal scorers. That's, I mean, you don't find them. And he's yeah. definitely one. Again, the Russian descent is probably the question mark why he fell. Yeah. Um, but again, you don't find pure goal scorers. They're hard to find. And this kid is one. Again, their comparison was the Ovechkin, like in that area, you know, cocking for a shot. And I'll take that on our team. We've never had that. I mean, Thompson kind of did it this year a little bit uh, whenever he had that I shot. But again, oh. Ovechkin is, you know, comparison to Ovechkin in that area is impressive. I don't care who it is. It's really Agreed. impressive. So, um, Matt Lindgren follows up in the fourth round, number pick number 106 overall. 17. Drafted as a 17-year-old out of British uh, North Vancouver, British yep. Columbia, six-foot six foot defenseman, just, just under 180 pounds. Um, Kyle, you mentioned best skater in the draft. Or allegedly the best skater in the draft, defensively. Yeah. Uh, Kamloops Blazers this past season, 44 points in 68 games. I mean, that's great for defensemen. But I think the WHL had a great draft this year, too. A lot of players drafted out of the WHL uh, this year. Uh, Big jump from his previous production uh, the previous season with Kamloops and the USPHL, uh, where he only had 10 uh, 10 and 11 points. So, uh, you know, really came really came into uh, his own this past season uh, with Kamloops, and uh, again a very offensively gifted defenseman. Uh, some of the stuff that I did watch watch him, he loves to engage offensively. Uh, good first pass out of the zone, uh, and like you said, unreal skating ability. Uh, definitely excited to see what that can bring over the next couple of years. Whether he stays in the WHL, goes up to goes up to Rochester. Again, I'm not too familiar with how all that stuff works, but one of the critiques was offensively this kid can move the puck out of the zone. He sets up his transitional dekes well with his head, shoulder, fakes, and can carve into the space provided. That was by the Elite Prospects 2022 draft guide. And he definitely went higher than a lot. Uh, actually, no, he he, he, he fell compared yeah, he to where he fell a lot. Um, I'm surprised he – I'm surprised. So uh, – Kyle, we will let you get out of yeah, here. I got to run, but appreciate it, guys. Again, you know, I thought overall the Sabres, really good draft, stuck to their, you know, formula of what they've been doing. You know, my biggest thing is, are we going to find another goalie this year? Um, you know, and that's a question. We'll see. Huh? Is it Kemper? Could it be Campbell? I know with them getting Moret. I know they're trying. Someone close to me said Stolars still. They're still pushing Stolars. I wouldn't um, mean that. It's better than what we got. I've so. been hearing rumblings on WGR all day about Jake Allen from Montreal, yeah. who yeah. basically was their starter last year. Exactly, yeah. So Which, we'll see. But, again, I mean, I'm excited for the year. It's just, you know, free agency's coming. A lot of hopefully find some pieces to plug in and keep the young guys developing and the core developing the right way. That's the biggest thing is, like, keep the development going the right way because yeah. that's what leads to success. And that's what led to the 06, 07, you know, and – those runs is development. It's not, there's no form, there's no secret formula. And especially being in a smaller market, you need to let guys develop. You can't rush them. You know, you need the right culture here. So, but again, really good draft overall. And 
again, Kevin's doing a good job. You know, I think everyone when he was hired, as we said before, was a, now everyone's like, wow, this guy knows, you know, right the right buttons to push, you know, and doing a really good job with that. So, but thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Have a, you know, good rest of the show. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good weekend, Kyle. Tell the missus we said hello and take care of those fireworks. Yeah, I'll see you. All right, bud. Steve, we'll wrap this up. We covered Matt's Lindgren. I I do want to bring up some of his uh, real quick. Like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But, I mean, the kid has has unreal vision. And I'm I'm excited. Again, I wanted – Lane Hudson, really, 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 really bad. Yeah. But you know what? I'll take Matt Lindgren. The kid has a great, again, unreal skating ability. Um, I, uh, you know, vision, great first pass out of the zone, and can carry the puck very well. So, real quick, we'll bring up his uh, draft profile here. Yeah. Lane Hudson didn't ultimately go until 62, so he was on the board for a while. But the pick directly after the goaltender pickup, and uh, Lennon, or Lennon, Lennon, uh, what was that? Noah Warren going right to Anaheim. I had a, I heard a lot of people. <laughs> Hold on, can we watch that real quick? I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> Let's watch that one more time because I know I kind of like. Oh, I think you can slow that down too. This is this, this move. This move is insane. Oh, time. See ya. That's like Tom Cruise and Top Gun where he hits the brake, oh. just fly right by. That's that moment in the movie where the record scratches. It's like, yep, that's me. I bet you're probably wondering how I ended up here. Yeah. <laughs> As the skater is just like, oh. <laughs> Oh man! Like I said I, I like that. That was the NHL. That would have been the dang of the week. <laughs> oh man! I like this color commentator. He's got some good goal call. Calling good. That puck had eyes. But, but yeah, definitely that insanely good first pass. Uh, you know, one of the things is a good first pass out of the zone. Uh, from other highlights I watched, uh, can carry the puck very well, dynamic with the puck, um, and just a great shot and just great offensive prowess, as you can see there in that video. So um, next pick off the board, and I'm going to let you figure this one out, man. Oh, yeah. There's no typo here. Yeah, that yeah, that's a tough yeah, one. Uh, Komarov, the, the last name, last name's easy enough. Yeah, yeah you recognize this is a Vissevalov Komarov. Good luck. The, the Sevalov. The, the Sevalov. Komarov. Drafted yeah. for fifth round, 134 overall, standing at six foot two, uh, 185 pounds defenseman out of Russia. And again, I I, I said they, you know, they, they started off on the smaller, uh, you know, up the middle, and they're drafting for size, uh, drafting for size on their blue line. Past season in the QMJHL with the Quebec Ramparts. 19 points in 60 games. Again, um, obviously, as a defenseman, you know, I, I'm assuming he probably plays a little bit more of a gritty style, uh, you know, takes care of business in his own end, which, you know, Buffalo needs some of that down the line. Again, we probably, we, we, we looks like we have our top four figured out for the next, you know, at least the next, the foreseeable future. But a kid yeah. like this could really come into his own, hopefully, the way Samuels, I mean, much way like the way Samuelson did. 
for us uh, this past season. And maybe we do see this kid up in Buffalo, uh, you know, again, a tall frame at six foot two, hopefully fills out and, you know, can be, you know, somewhere fit in, in that bottom pairing, you know, down the line. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to note that of all of the Russians that have been drafted in the last two drafts, the Sevalod uh, here, our friend Komarov, I'm just going to call him Komi here, uh, he's the only one that does not have an indefinite signing age. Like, uh, you know, Novikov, Poltsov, Sardarian, uh, Nuchev, they're all, you know, as is customary with most Russian signings, they don't really have that deadline. They either come over and sign or they just stay in the KHL and do whatever the hell they want. Uh, but with Komarov, he has the deadline of June 1st, 2024, which I think is kind of interesting. I'm not sure what exactly uh, necessitates that, but uh, yeah, that's ultimately how he falls. So uh, that might uh, put the impetus on the uh, Sabres organization on getting some sort of uh, veteran Russian presence to, uh, I guess, kind of act as an ambassador for some of these younger players because if uh, the dominoes need to fall with at least one of the Russians by 2024, uh, they might as well just try to make it happen in mass, you know, like all these kids so two years from now, we're going to know whether they're worth giving another call to, or it's like, well, if you want to just stay in the KHL, we wouldn't be mad about it. So, yeah. yeah. All of it, I'm going to bring up, uh, well, no, while you're talking, I brought up his, uh, one of yeah. his profiles real quick here. It's a short one too. So we got some time. Yeah. I think ultimately, uh, here. Yeah. Yeah, just call him Komarov. V, v Komarov. Let's just go with that. But yeah, he's uh. That was him stepping up in the play. The guy, the guy does look like he's already starting to fill out a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're made I'm different. I will play in every situation. I'm good in the defensive zone, and I also like to join the rush. Man, he is a big boy. Yeah, I think if you had him and you also picked up Noah Warren instead of that goalie. Patrick Waugh chiming in there. Hold let's, on. Yeah, let's hear what he's got to uh, say. He's got great moves. I mean, he's, um, has a really nice – he's very poised with the puck. You know, has a really nice first pass. Um, we'll, we'll follow the play and we'll jump in, in the play. Uh, and he's got great moves. I mean, he's, he's uh, got a great hands – no, it's a I like to compare McCarr. myself to Kale McCarr. I hope so, kid. How are you going to sneak a Kale McCarr highlight into somebody else's draft? Being drafted would be great because I want to keep working hard no matter the situation. I mean, for those, not, for those just listening and not watching, obviously on YouTube, which I don't know why you wouldn't be watching on YouTube. The kid, the kid has such a large frame, and one thing that sticks out, again, you're just watching highlights, is that he loves to join the rush. And with that size, have fun stopping him. <laughs> have fun getting in his way because he's just going to skate up through you. Yeah, you can hear the RJ call in your head as he comes down the ice. Are you listening, Karuba? <laughs> he's just... Oh, he's just gonna—he's right. just gonna fucking run over everybody. 
Well, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the uh, the mass exodus from Russia to uh, Western New York for this whole uh, recent yep. class here. Like those three kids from last year. I want to say it's Sardarian who's actually already stateside. If I'm not yep. mistaken, he's the one. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that before I say it. yeah he's with the Youngstown Phantoms he's here he's here in the yeah. states uh, and that was last season so he's already here uh, I mean I, of course we saw what was it uh, Novikov or no it was no 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 fuck God they all have basically the same fucking name it's so hard to keep track God which one which one was it Oh my God I oh, uh God which one of he had his picture he had that great fucking shirt on. Oh my God! Yeah, he was. I think. Oh yeah, Kisikov. Duh. Yep, Kisikov. Uh, in round six, Buffalo went with the 170th overall pick. They went with a kid, a 17-year-old kid from Jacksonville, Florida. Not most, not notably known for producing hockey players in Jacksonville, but right wing, at right wing, staying at six foot one, we have Jake Richard. Uh, last season in the USHL. For the Muscogon Lumberjacks, 48 points in 56 games. A little bit more of a playmaker. I'm trying to find some of the critique here uh, on him. When you get to these guys a little, little bit later in the round, it comes a little bit harder to find, you know, some some like critiques of them and whatnot. But you take a right winger, a little bit bigger in size at six foot one. Um, again, when you get this to this point, sometimes in the draft. You're drafting almost like best available, right? Sometimes, and um, but it seems to me that Kevin Adams and and, and the the the, uh, the staff, their their scouting staff, kind of had a plan in place, and I feel like that's not maybe maybe not the situation here in Buffalo, because um, they they kind of made comments that every guy was drafted to to fill a role because of certain roles they play and certain attributes. Um, so maybe not so much they were drafting for, you know, at, at best available, but I like this kid a little bit, 172 pounds, six foot one, right, a right winger again out of Jacksonville, Florida played in the USHL, you know, again, still very young, hasn't hit 18 yet and a lot of room to uh, room to grow there. And, you know, again, you know, I'm not sure where he's committed to playing next season. If it will be in the USHL again. Um, kind of trying to look here. I'm not seeing uh, anything here, but um, excited for this kid. Again, any, any kid taken before the age of 18, um, I'm pretty pumped for. He was ranked number uh, 111th by McKean's Hockey, and that's really the only ranking I hear of on the Elite Prospects page. But um, taken, again, falling to 170 at Buffalo, kind of seems like a good grab. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to it's tough to assess some of the players in the lower drafts because ultimately they're just they're just not getting the face time that like you, your first round guys are probably going to get. There's just not as much tape on these kids. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like yeah, it seems like the game plan here is a, a f- more of a forwards first mindset. And yeah, I mean, they've got. I mean, they had a good balance of it in this draft. It's like we're going to have a good combination of both playmakers and finishers because we can't just have one and not the other. I mean, I think right now we have, at least in the current roster, we might have a few more playmakers than we do finishers, and I think maybe one extra finisher might be, uh, you know, very welcome in the uh, forward core. And I think with uh, 
you know, Jack Quinn or JJ Paterka reach even like 50% of their potential from what they were achieving in Rock, like hell, even a third of what they were doing in Rochester over here in Buffalo. Uh, I think that's some of the finishing power that you're looking for right there and immediate impact from some of these young players that might get their first mm-hmm. full season look. And we got, again, a uh, little short, uh, short highlight reel here that was uploaded six hours ago. Uh, playing for a team here called the Florida Alliance. I'm assuming this might be some type of showcase. Ooh, nice uh, there. Again, uses his size well. Ooh, ooh. Stayed with it. Got ooh. the rebound. Nice. I'd like to see that. Again, for those uh, for those not watching, again, don't know why you're not watching. Uh, stayed with the play uh, and wrapped it around. Uh, nice little wrap around goal. Uh, didn't give up on the play. Very, very nice. Again, I like I like that little gesture of the goalie coming all the way out of his crease to join the high five. Look at that, look how strong he is in the puck. Again, doesn't give up on the play. Goes oh, to the net. There he goes again. Going to the net. I, you love to see it. Is this all in the same game? I think it might be. Yeah, it looks like they're playing the same <laughs> team the whole time. Just, oh, I think he, oh, he got the hat trick. There it is. <laughs> I'm assuming like, that was him, correct? Oh, that went in. That went in. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why he's celebrating so much. I think he got the hat trick in that game there. Good for him. I just want to watch that first goal again real quick. Again, sticks with the play. Oh, he goes to send the puck out front. For, again, for those not watching, goes to send the, fr- the puck out front. Gets picked off, but the puck comes right back to him, sticks with it, uses his speed around the net and his size and frame, and wraps it around on a very confused goaltender for the goal. And then, um, again, you said, again, it looks like he had a hat trick in this game. And then, again, right here, here uses his size, weaves through traffic, holds on to the puck, throws it to the net, doesn't give up on the play, goes to the net, and there he is for his second tuck of the game. Finds the loose change they, from the point. Boom. Point beats him. Hammers it home for the Hattie. It's like, yeah, I did it. I did it. You love to see that kind of passion. Yeah. 100%. But, uh, yeah, Jake Richard uh, in the sixth round, uh, followed up by one of my favorite first names of the draft, Gustav Carlson out of Sweden. Uh, all right. Again, another center at six foot one, 165 pounds, shoots left-handed of Orebero, Sweden. Um, and this past season, um, again, he bounced between his junior teams and in the SHL where he played two games, didn't record any points, but with his junior national team, uh, is uh, J20 National, uh, 48 points in 41 games. Again, just a kid with a, a little bit of a bigger frame, six foot one, down the middle, and I'm here trying to find where he was ranked. Um, ranked number ninety-seven by Elite Prospects. Uh, our buddy Cam Robinson over there might have been, might have, might have took part in that in that uh, in that ranking. Uh, ranked two thirty-eight by FC Hockey. Ranked fifty-nine by NHL Central Scouting for European skaters. Uh, ranked 162 by recruit scouting. And then let me see here. 105 by the Puck Authority. So all point I mean a little bit all over the board there, but it kind of yeah. seems that we might have got a steal here at 187. Um again, you know, I love I love 
I love how they're transitioning towards, you know, Russian and European players because that's kind of where the game is going. It's all about speed and skill. It's not so much about, you know, grit and size anymore, even though I think there is a bit place for that in the game. But, again, uh, another kid taken uh, out of Europe, uh, Gustav Carlsson. Uh, another Swede. Another Swede. Another Swede. Uh, seems to be a goal scorer, 31 goals last season in 41 games. So, which uh, that kind of stands out a lot. You know what I mean? Like more than more than half a goal a game, essentially, if you, uh, you want to break that down. So uh, their second to last pick was Joel. I'm Again, I'll let you pronounce this one. I, I got the, I got. Joel Ratkovic Bernstein. Bernstein. Uh, Bernstein. Yeah, Bernstein. Yeah, but um, we'll just call him. We'll just call him Joel the Rat. Yeah, Joel the Rat, six foot, six foot right winger out of Sweden. Uh, last season in Falunda, forty nine points in forty seven games. Again, another uh, seem a little more of a playmaker. Twenty two goals in forty nine and forty seven games. Ranked two fifteen by FC Hockey, one seventy four by Recruit Scouting and 189 by draft prospects hockey. Again, probably fell right around. It kind of seems probably the closest out of all the players we picked to right around where their ranking was. So, yeah, again, not much known about him. Again, they're not really giving you too much in terms of, uh, in terms of you know, critique here. But let's see what we can find on the good old YouTube since uh, I think we've kind of moved along this pretty quick, right, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, obviously some of these kids, their evaluations were affected by those COVID short seasons, seasons without fans. I guess, uh, I got, I guess YouTube's got nothing for us. They, uh, they got nothing for us. I'm sure. Give it a day or two, kids. Somebody will kick up something on the internet there. Yep. Just give it time. Yeah. Um, but we will go to the final pick of the draft for Buffalo, another Linus. Linus, another Linus, Stroden, 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 Two rankings, number two twenty by McKean's Hockey, one forty six by Recruit Scouting. Uh, playing out of Rogol, BK, uh, in the SHL. I'm assuming that's where he's committed to playing next season. But this past season for his junior team uh, out of Rogol. Uh, and in the SHL, had 11 points in 49 games. Again, in the SHL, you're, you're a kid playing with men in those in those leagues. So again, those aren't eye popping numbers, but at the same time, in the same breath, like he's not necessarily playing against other 17, 18, 19 year old kids. He's playing with much older, much more experienced players in these leagues. Uh, from the Elite Prospects Draft Guide in 2021. Assuming I got, I'm guessing this means he was eligible for in 2021 as well. I'm assuming. Let me see here. Actually, no, he was eligible. No, just no, no, he was eligible last season too. He's 19 years old. Stroden's handling skills keep you watching. Not only does he possess the hand speed, they are they are lightning quick. And I just, just dropped. Okay, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> My screen just went blank. They are not only does he possess the hand speed, they are lightning quick and the creativity, but he prepares his moves well. Schroden brings the puck at his at his hip as defenders rush him and waits for the precise moment where they commit to a poke check 
it to toe drag or use his skate blade to bounce the puck around them. Again, that was from the Elite Prospects 2021 draft guide. Now let's see if we can end it on a high note here. Maybe YouTube can uh, help us out. Let's see what they have for us. Uh, well, if they were, yeah, if they were trying to evaluate him the year before, then yeah, they might actually have some tape on him. Agreed. Awesome. It's possible. But yeah, I mean, yet another Swede, you know, and, yeah. and strong with two Swedes in the seventh. You know, why the heck not? I like the idea of Joel the Rat. I like Jordan. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, with those uh, with those later picks, you never really know what's going to shake out. Sometimes this is the first and last time you ever hear those names when it comes to these organizations. And, you know, I mean, that's the great part of actually taking the time to develop as a kid. You know, take your time to see if they can actually become something. And then, you know, if they don't, it wasn't a detriment to your National Hockey League team. But if they do, great. You just got another tool in the tool chest that uh, some other team doesn't have. Yeah. Like, either leverage for something you need or... I don't want to see any interviews here. Here we go. Let's get let's get to the good stuff. We, it's not like we can understand that anyway. Again, just some practice highlights. I couldn't find much in-game stuff, but uh, big kid for sure. Yeah, uh, God bless Chris Baker. I'm sure he's going to have to play all these kids for the years to come. That's a guy we got to get on the show, too. Yeah, absolutely. It goes without saying. I mean, if he's willing to do the looking kid. With Marty and Duffers, I mean, I'm sure he'd want to come out here. Yeah, so. Which actually isn't even any instigators anymore. Didn't they change the name of that program to something else? Uh, Sabres Live. Sabres Live? Sabres Live. So does that mean uh, fucking Craig and them are going to get their – they're going to get their name back? What's up? I don't think they care to have their name back, to be honest with you. I think, I think their name now is phenomenal. So uh, after, I have no issues with it. After but, the whistle, yeah, it's def- definitely a good name. But, you know, I can also see them being like, well, you know, we only changed the name because we technically didn't own it. But uh, they, I think they definitely fit the name a lot better than uh, – Artie and Duffers, no offense to them, you know, do a good job, do a, do a decent job with the podcast they have, but like, they weren't instigators. Uh, pretty happy, positive guys, not very adversarial, but uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you get on that after the whistle, and uh, they're giving JR a little bit of, they're giving JR plenty of shit on a constant basis. You kind of have to love it. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been listening to that quite a bit. I, I like the rapport that those three have when they get together and just start talking smack and whatever the hell's going on. I love it. Uh, you got we got a we had we got one comment in the peanut gallery. My concerns about some of them: we have a horrible track record when it comes to the Czech players, i.e., Matej Pekar, Vaxlov Kerbet, and Yuri Novotny. Oh, there's a name drop, Yuri Novotny. Yes. yes. This former first round pick, Yuri Novotny. Um, again, it's hit and miss sometimes, but again, I have faith in this scouting staff. They seem to have done a very, very good job. And I, you know, I'll even give a little uh, some credit to going back to Jason Botterill too. Jason Botterill did make some good draft picks at his time with Buffalo. So, um, you know, the last two regimes, at least from scouting 
uh, perspective, you can't be too upset with some of the players taken. And uh, going back to this last this last draft, I mean, uh, the last two drafts, go look at guys like JJ Paterica, Jack Quinn, really came on. Again, those are early picks. Um, you know, acquiring Devin Levi in the Sam Reinhart trade. You know, obviously he was a big, uh, a big reason, uh, a big part of that trade. Um, you know, Eric Portillo guy. You know, guys they've picked. I uh, I have faith in the scouting staff, and I have faith in Kevin Adams, man. In Kevin, we trust. And uh, you know, I didn't think a couple of years ago I would be saying that now, but you know, I'm more surprised than anybody. Uh, I have full my I, my full faith is in Kevin Adams right now. Yeah, I mean it's worth making note that uh, you know obviously with the exceptions of the obvious choices like Jack mm-hmm. Quinn, JJ Paterka, who were both uh, you know turned out to be great guys. Uh, you know, four picks from last year's draft have uh, decided to join the fold and sign ELCs this year. Uh, Olivier Nadal, Alexander Kisikov, who was there at the draft last night, Josh Bloom. Isaac Rosen, who is the... I'm excited uh, for Josh Bloom, too, by the way. Yeah, Josh Bloom is going to be a fucking stud. Yeah, I mean, Isaac Rosen's in the mix now, too. He was picked 14th overall last year. You know, so I mean, like, there's clearly a cultural shift. Like, you know, and I I know a lot of people are still burning the Cal Peterson thing, but, like, if you look at the landscape of the National Hockey League right now, like, historically, yes, Buffalo has been in a bad way. But they have truly turned the corner, and they are not in the sad state of affairs that some teams are – like, I mean, as we talked at that beginning of the show, Chicago's – they're tearing the house down, and they're building something. That I, I'm not even sure they know what it looks like yet because they right now they're just acquiring the lumber and the nails that they need to put this new thing together. And in order to do that, they got to tear all the pipes out of the walls and sell them to the scrapyard. Uh for a fun uh, home restoration analogy. Uh, The Sabres are also not in the sorry state of affairs that the Philadelphia Flyers are in right now. Like, geez, Louise, they just keep making just mind-bogglingly poor decisions, like picking up Tony D'Angelo for three picks, extending Rasmus Ristolainen. If you saw exactly what he's capable of, Mm-hmm. Paying them even more to stick around longer. It just I, I just don't get what the I don't understand what the roadmap to success looks like in Philly. But it's just got it, it's gotta be like the Jeremy Barami map from the good place where it's just kind of all over the place and like how they explain how time and space works. It it just doesn't make any fucking sense down there. No. And I I think Tortorella's gonna have a fucking aneurysm when he gets behind that bench. He's gonna, he's gonna smack the goatee off Risto's face. He's gonna yeah. just, dude is gonna lose his mind and basically just give up on coaching hockey for the rest of his life. Yeah, I, I do not. That's gonna be a fucking fantastic train wreck. It, it's almost gonna be entertaining if it wasn't so fucking painful. Like, you know, haven't haven't been a fan base that's just just been suffering like yeah you do hate to see it happen to another team like it, it, it's what they talk constantly say on the steve dangle podcast they're they're bad on accident yeah this is chicago deliberately just fucking destroying everything to build something completely new these are choices that they're making that they think are good 
This is what they consider sound decision making. And it's going to be fucking notoriously awful. And the other end of the spectrum of the rebuild, like Montreal made out like bandits in this draft. They did such a good job picking. Like, yeah, you can you can question whether or not they should have picked Shane Wright at the first start, but like every other pick beyond that point, they were just scooping up gem after gem. They were just scooping up great – like they got your boy Hudson. They got the guy that you wanted real bad. Yep. Second I round. Wanted real bad. They got so many good players. Hey, hey, didn't they get – they were the ones that got Doc, right? I uh, believe so, yep. Yeah, they got fucking Kirby Doc out of all this too. Along with some pick. Like, come on. How much more could you have gotten out of that? Like, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to just go through that real quick. Like, for the amount of shit that Montreal went through last year, they did a really fucking good job drafting this year. You know, Slavkowski, obviously, Philip Massar, H- Lane Hudson, fucking, like, God damn, like, so many good kids here. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Owen Beck, like, that kid's going to be a fucking, like, come on. They did a great job, you know? Mad picks. That's exactly what you need to rebuild a team. And, you know, I, I, think I think they're looking in the right direction. But, like, that's all to say that, like, I don't think Buffalo's in the sorry state of affairs that people think that. I think it's just, like, Sabres fans have just, you know, they've seen, they've seen the optimism build. They've seen the silver lining in the cloud, and they've been let down before. So they're still not totally, like, all in on taking their foot off the brakes and just pedal to the metal. Let's just go all in. Let's fully have faith again that this is really going to fucking work this time. Yeah, and, and I think that like, I think that we've been given enough proof over these past three years that things are just things are getting better than much better than they're getting worse. Like, yeah, there's going to be some growing pains. It's entirely possible we're just a middling team next year in the standings, but like. God, it's so much better than it's been in such a long time. The culture is it's ridiculous. Better. All these kids are just humble, they're hungry, they want to build something, they want to do it together, and no one's trying to be like, I'm the fucking guy. It's we're the fucking team. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, you know, we're 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 in this together through thick and thin. And um one thing I do want to give a shout out to uh Dave Stefanik Jr. Uh, his his team, the Junior Rangers, uh, won the Brick Invitational in West Edmonton, which is played at a shopping mall. Um, I want to bring up, a, just give a couple of clicks for him. Uh, kid out of Orchard Park, uh, friend of the program with his dad, Dave uh, Dave Senior. Uh, Going to bring up the uh, team team picture here in a second. Uh, you love it. You and the, the the trophy is absolutely beautiful, man. That trophy is absolutely gorgeous as a kid you dream you dream of winning trophies like this so i'm gonna bring that up real quick here before we head out um a couple clicks for dave uh you know phenomenal phenomenal achievement and uh again who who how often do you get to say you play you won a championship inside of a mall um i don't know if you can see that or not but uh the junior range oh yeah there's the forever 21 good for them yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, where's the uh, where's the orange Julius though? Yeah, right. <laughs> yo, how, how do you not put the hockey rink right next to the food court in the mall? I know, right? It's such a pretty cool. It's played in West Edmonton. I would go eat at that mall every fucking day. I don't care what. Like, you could just have like 
10 fucking Little Caesars. I don't care. I'm sitting there eating breadsticks watching some kids play play a little pickup game at my, my lunch hour or like yeah. watching kids learn how to skate and like mom's falling on their butt. That'd be hilarious. That'd be a great way to spend my day at the mall. I'd go to the mall if every mall had a hockey rink. Let's go to you know, let's go to the mall. Let's go buy something at a store in person instead of paying shipping. I, I, it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the mall, get a couple laps in on the ice, you know, just so got nothing better to do. There's there's a lot of hype uh, around this kid out of Orchard Park, uh, you know, uh, David Junior, uh, Stefanik. Again, his dad also a goaltender. So a uh, couple clicks for him. Good for him. Um, you know, congratulations and a lot of great things there in his future. So uh, with that being said, uh, Steve, I got nothing left other than this has been brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on Georgia Rim Boulevard. Make sure you get over there and let them know two goalies, one Mike sent you for all your adult beverage needs. So, uh, Steve, if you don't have anything else, I'm willing to hit the hay as I have an early day tomorrow. Um, yeah, I've got, yeah, I got an early day myself. I'm uh, heading to Albany for my niece's fifth birthday, so I was uh, gift shopping before the program began. That's why I was a little late. But, yeah, I got to hit the road nice and early for that birthday party tomorrow. So I will also – Need to hit the hay real quick here too, yeah. but uh, yeah, bring a flashlight. You're gonna need it on that first hole there. <laughs> thanks, thanks again to Kyle for hopping on with us. Uh, always a pleasure to have him on. Uh, great insight, especially with younger players and in terms of development. You're not gonna find a better hockey mind in Western New York probably than uh, Kyle Quick. So, uh, thanks again to Kyle, Steve. Always a pleasure. This has been episode 103 of Two Goalies One Mike. Probably take a little break for a week. I will be in Albany next week. Oh, actually, real quick, uh, I do want to uh, mention Sabres development camp schedule has been announced uh, next week. Um, it will be uh, st- kicking it off on Wednesday, July 13th. Uh, they'll have on-ice sessions, two of them, one at, starting at 2.30 and the second starting at 4. Uh, Thursday, session one, 9.30 in the morning, the second one starting at 11.00. And then Friday, July 15th, I should be home from Albany for that one at 9.15 and at 10.45. Hopefully we'll be able to get uh, get some FaceTime with both uh, the future goalies of the Buffalo franchise in both Eric Portillo and Devin Levi. So super excited to be a part of that. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I would say this is probably the most hype we've had for a development camp probably since Eichel's draft year. Uh, when they filled the arena. Oh, so. oh, man. All this stuff is happening to mom at work. Farts. Yeah, hey, buddy, at least, at least you're in the state. At least you're in the city. I won't be. I'll be in Albany. So, yeah, um, I'm going to be stuck in my dumb office. I can't, I can't just duck out and do this. I, God, man, I wish I could, though. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but uh, hopefully maybe I can connect with Devin. I know he gets in on the 10th. Maybe I'll be able to connect with him on Sunday, get some wings, I have some I have some uh, hash of goat swag to get him for coming yeah. on the show. Uh, Are you taking them to Elmos or Duffs? Well, we'll figure it out, bud. We'll figure it out. But <laughs> listen, uh, been a pleasure, Steve. This has been episode 103 of Two Goalies One. Mike signing off. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? 
Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on, let's go to the blue hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.